Hello, my lovely. This is the Anxious Entrepreneur Podcast, and I am Carrie Lemansky Straub, the chief weirdo around here. What I know to my core is this. Women with anxiety create some of the most incredible businesses on the internet, and that it also comes with unique challenges. This podcast is designed to give you business mentorship and strategies, plus anxiety tips and tools as well. I'm just like you, and I have so much to teach you. And sometimes I'm even funny and full of sweary sarcasm. So if that is your jam, please subscribe, rate on Apple, and come back every Wednesday for the latest and greatest. Now let's get to the show. Hello, my lovely, and thank you for coming back. Here is that second episode that I promised you about my last week, the last week I've had, because I feel it is very important to share major things in real time. However, I needed a little bit amount of time to process what happened. Even though it was something I wanted, I think we still sometimes, when we got confirmation of something that we know to be true, it can still kick us in the ass or the lady nuts, whatever. And this is a story about how on Monday of this past week, I was diagnosed with adult ADHD at 49 years old. So I'm going to take you backwards and give you the full story from when I was young. When I was a child, the, I, was, I was very active. I was what I guess they considered at that time hyperactive. Uh, duh, ADHD, the H stands for hyper. However, it looks different in girl children than boy children, but I'll, I'll get there. Um, they told my mother to give me coffee because coffee, caffeine, is a stimulant. And stimulants are what counteract that hyperactivity, right? She gave me coffee because it's what they told her to do. It's what they knew. It's what she knew to try to do for me. And so now I hate coffee. <laughs> <laughs> because at 10, it tasted like shit to me. And so that is what ended up happening. It didn't end up helping me. It ended up making me hate coffee, which is, you know, I don't know if that's bad or good. Uh, coffee smells delightful. It does, but it just tastes like mud to me. Um, but that's neither here nor there. The second thing is, and I've mentioned this in another episode or two or five, I don't know how many episodes I've said this in, but I had a teacher in second grade Right on my report card, if Carrie doesn't learn how to talk less or not talk so much, she will never have any friends. Yes, an educator wrote that on my report card underneath my behavior or like the notes to your parents. And I didn't see it when I was young, but I found it when I was in my later teens and I read it and then I saw my parents' signature on it and I was like, what in the whole entire fuck is this? Who would put this on someone's record card? It's one thing to say you have excessive talking. Okay, that's fine. But she will never have any friends. And then I took that and it has been my belief ever since. 
And I've had to work so hard to maintain friendships because I talk too much and that's what makes it so I don't have friends. The lie is I have friends. I have beautiful, amazing, incredible friends. So that was kind of like the beginning hint. But back then, so little was known, only boys, boys running around hyperactive, being crazy, boom, ADHD, right? That's that's kind of what it looked like. And then about a year ago, I asked my psychiatrist to if I could get tested for ADHD because I had been hearing these little things. I had my anxiety and my depression in a really good place, but there were still some things that just were like, I'm like, this cannot be how things are. Like, am I a loser? Am I lazy? Like, what's wrong with me? Why does this feel? The feeling would be, this feels impossible, impossible, impossible. Even though I know like anything's possible, it felt truly impossible to me. Like I couldn't understand why, I just know how it felt. So I started kind of paying attention to, there was this great mom on Instagram, her name is Libby. And I started kind of seeing what she was talking about. And she was talking about in the capacity of being a mother. And my son is already old enough for me not to be overloaded by the the sounds and uh, day-to-day management of young children. But I do remember, but I had one and I always knew I was made for one. And now I think I know why. I don't know that I could have handled a second one neurologically, day-to-day management. Now that occurs to me. It didn't occur to me this whole time, right? Before I got this diagnosis. So here's where I'm I'm pissed about a few things and I'm grateful about a few things. And the first thing is, this is the first thing I'm pissed about. I told my doctor as a woman, I wanted to be tested for ADHD. And he said, I've been treating you all this time. You don't have it. You don't need to be tested. And me being a good girl and a people pleaser, fuck that shit. Advocate for yourself, by the way. I was like, oh, okay, he knows best. My gut instincts are wrong. And I let it go for an entire year. So I'd already been, you know, at it for 48 years. I was like, eh, you know, all right. He's the professional. He is the expert. He knows what's best for me, better than me. All the things we tell ourselves about authority figures. And I let it go. And then one of my dearest, sweetest, closest, bestest business sisters, friends, human beings on this planet was diagnosed a day before she turned 40. And the more I heard her speaking and talking about the things that she contended with, the more I thought, oh shit. Like, wow. Well, yes. Yes. I started having all these like, yes, check marks. And the other thing, and I won't go into this too deeply, but my husband and I struggle with certain things, very specific things, and we've struggled with them for years. And I've thought certain things about myself. I'm sure he's thought certain things about himself. And 
I went to this article and I started reading about like, I think the article is like 16 things that people with ADHD have that, you know, make them feel like maybe they're lazy or whatever, but these are true symptoms. And there were 16 of them and every single one of them checked the box. And I was like, holy shit. So again, I went to my doctor, my psychiatrist, who I've trusted for 10 years. And I said, I need a referral to get tested for ADHD. And he's like, you have to call this number. That was the response I got. Not okay. Yeah, let's make that. No, just here's the number. So I call the number for the different department and they say, no, your psychiatrist has to refer you to our department for the testing. So for a second time, I went back to my doctor and I asked him for the referral. And he replied to me that that isn't what he has to do. He doesn't have to give me the referral. I just call the department. And I messaged him back and I'm all, Dr. Lou, they said you have to refer me. And he didn't respond. And then like three days later, the ADHD survey paperwork came in the mail. So the first step that I went through was looking at these documents and completing them, filling them out on a scale of this to that. How often do you relate? It talks about things and patterns in your childhood and things and patterns in your adulthood. And you fill out these documents and you even have an observer, somebody in your life who is around you often, fill out the document as well of what they observe of the traits that fall into the categories of ADHD for women, because it looks different in men and women. That's what I was talking about earlier. Boys and girls present differently. Men and women present differently. Why? Boys show it more externally. And shocker of all shockers, lady squad, women hold it internally. We hold it internally. And since we don't have any capacity to figure out how to maneuver within it, it creates depression, anxiety. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) So our minds try so hard to figure it out. And then these coping mechanisms, they're failing and it's not working. And we get so depressed about why can't we just be normal? normal, in quotes, whatever that word means. Why can't I just be like everybody else? Why can't I just function like everybody else? And then you get anxious because you're trying to look normal and you have to do things and it feels 10 times harder than anybody else. The world was not built for our minds, an ADHD mind. Right? So here we are struggling and striving to try to look like the standard. And so what does that do? It makes us very successful. It makes us high achievers because we don't want anyone on the outside to know what we feel like on the inside or how we think or why we are the way we are, why we talk too much, interrupt conversations all the other things that come along with ADHD. Hey, before I continue, I have a very special surprise for you. 
Since you're not in Women Out Loud yet, how about a free month? Go to my website, which I will link here in the show notes, and enter the code OUTLOUDPOD when you go to checkout. Click apply, and it'll give you the first month for free. This membership is only $49, and it is a trusted sisterhood of other women in business just like you who happen to be doing business with anxiety as their superpower. So this is a place for collaboration. This is a place for celebration as well as resources and direct access to me. We have two calls per month. One is a guest expert and one is office hours with yours truly. So since you've already been considering it, take the code OUTLOUDPOD, click the link in my show notes and join. Come on in and see what it's all about because I promise you, you're not going to want to (laughs) leave. So go on over and I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Let's go on with the show. And so I had my final assessment with the psychologist, not my psychiatrist who um, hands out ha- handles the medication, but the psychologist. There are two different areas in the medical care um, that I get, so you have to get referrals. And he was amazing because I think he had ADHD because he kept saying we, 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 and so. I believe he probably had it. I didn't ask him. It's none of my business. But he, I told him the stories about the coffee and about the teacher. And he's like, I am so sorry that teacher did that to you. You did not deserve that. It was not your fault. And he was asking me these questions and asking me a series of things. And then at the end, he said, well, it looks like you have ADHD. Now, there is a moment before the diagnosis of anything, ADHD, anxiety, depression, any of those things, where you sense you have it, you sense something's going on, but then there's the moment where they're like, yes, it is accurate, it is true, it is real. And it felt like... I will get emotional in this. So just letting you know now. It felt like a death and a birth. In the same moment, it was like, no wonder. No wonder I have been feeling this way for so many years. No wonder I have felt like I've had to work 10 times harder than everybody else just to accomplish minor basic things. No wonder I hate doing laundry and dishes because yes, those are actually two things that are virtually impossible at times for people with ADHD, those two specific things. And my whole adult life, I have told people, I hate laundry and dishes. And other people are like, of course you hate laundry and dishes. Who doesn't hate laundry and dishes? Well, it's different. It's different. It's like, it's it's not the same. It's not like we can literally push through that where um, most people can push through that. So let me give you an example for myself personally, what this looks like. I will do all of my laundry. I'll be so happy. Oh, I have all these clean clothes. And then it starts building up. 
and then it starts building up. And then I have Mount Underpants, right? I have this big mountain of clothing, right? And then I'm looking at it going, that is so overwhelming. There is no way in hell. How the fuck am I going to do all of that laundry? There's so much. This is the stuff that's going on in my head. So what do I do? I just don't do it. I just don't. Until one day, it's like, you got to do it, girl, because you ain't got no clothes. Luckily, I have a decent amount of clothing, but I wish I didn't. I'd rather minimize what I have. And I may need to do that so that I don't feel so overwhelmed. That may be something I do for myself so that I don't have as many clothes. Another suggestion was do one load. Don't have to, because my brain is like, I have to do it all. I have to do it all today. I have to get it all done right now, this very minute. And that is the overwhelming piece. Whereas instead, I should have realized, I hate the word should, I, I could have realized I can just do one load today. And then maybe do another load tomorrow or the next day. That's also allowed. But my brain was like, nope, got to do it all. Got to do it all right now because we have a laundry room. There's six washers, six dryers. Just get it all done. And it would just feel overwhelming and take all day. And I'm like, this cannot be what everybody else experiences. Like, what's wrong with me? I even told my husband, like, I just want to get a laundry service. These exist. They're not that expensive. And I'm like, this would be so monumental to me. And I may still consider doing that. But I'm not sure. But it was this huge relief to know that all of the negative things I think about myself and all of the things that I contend with um, still in certain areas, because I have really gotten a decent handle on my anxiety and a decent handle on my depression. My depression I have not seen in a very long time. And that's a beautiful thing. And I feel so blessed because I know there are people who contend with that every single day and it is very hard. I was fortunate enough to be able to get that piece under control. The anxiety, here's the other interesting part. People with ADHD have anxiety that can be up to like 10 times higher than just standard generalized anxiety disorder or GAD, GAD. And I rem- <laughs> I will say things out of my mouth sometimes, like I'm talking to someone and I'll just blurt something out and I'm like, that is so messed up. Like, why would I say that out loud? <laughs> like, <laughs> like an anxious thought that's like really wild, you know? Um, and now I know why. Now I know why. And now I know why I have high functioning anxiety. And I still, I still have anxiety. I still have depression. Those two things don't go away. Those two things are still my co. Usually ADHD has comorbidities. Women are misdiagnosed often, more, I think it's like 70% of the time. Boys are twice as often diagnosed as girls, men as women. And we all know that the medical system does not take women into account in certain ways. Women often get dismissed. And as much as I love Dr. Lou for helping me in the beginning, I am so pissed at him for not hearing me. And I had to go back to him a second time and ask him three fucking times. And that's that stuff 
that sometimes in our medical system is so frustrating. So if any of this is sounding familiar to you at all, if it's not and it's anxiety or depression, continue treating that and knowing that there are so many things you can do. And I'm going to continue to help women with high-functioning anxiety because I am a high-functioning anxious person. I just happen to have a few little extra letters now in my alphabet soup that I'm now going to be able to handle. Don't stop looking for answers. Advocate for yourself. Don't take no. If you really know, pardon me, if you really know something is up, don't give up. Because somebody out there is going to listen to you and acknowledge what you know to be true. And it is a relief. And it's also scary because now I've had these other things that I've had to contend with. And there are these new set of rules I have to learn, not rules, but new coping mechanisms to learn and ways to help myself even further. And that is just, it's such a relief and it's stressful at the same time. So please, Lady Squad, believe in yourself enough. Trust in yourself enough. Trust in your gut enough. Never give up on yourself. Don't give up on something you just know to be true that you can't get other, somebody else to acknowledge. Keep looking until you can find that answer. Because their answers are out there. But as women, we have to push. We have to advocate. Because the medical system is meant for white men who are around 180 pounds, and that's what they do for testing medications. And so many different studies are all based in testing for men. I'm not bashing men. I'm not bashing the medical system per se. I'm just saying it is not advocating for us. We have to do that for ourselves. That is why there are two episodes this week because I had to take a moment. I had to take a beat and let this soak in and allow myself the space to do that. And those are the things I teach you to take rest, to absorb, to feel, to not avoid. Don't deny. Sit in the moment. You will come out of that moment. And you will come out better, stronger, more informed, and loving yourself more because you gave enough of a shit to advocate for yourself in some capacity, even if it's not medical. And I'm going to end the story here. I'm so grateful that you're here every single week. Thank you for being here. Thank you for caring enough about yourself to do personal development and personal growth by listening to podcasts like mine, as well as others to, to just help yourself be the best you that you can be, whatever that looks like for you. Because to me, you're beautiful. To me, 
You guys are perfect. And I love you all so much. And I do see you. When I say that, I mean it. When we're talking in a DM or we're talking through email or whatever, I, I'm there. I see you. And I do love you because I lead with love in everything that I do. I really try to lead with love and it's everything. And I am rooting for you always. I'll see you next time. Wow, you're here at the outro. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Anxious Entrepreneur. I appreciate you so much. And if you have a question or there's something you heard today that really struck a chord about this episode, shoot me a DM on Instagram or send a message through my website. It's listed in the show notes. Also, if you are loving this podcast, can you please leave me a little love note on Apple in the form of a review and a five-star rating? It's just a little bit to ask. It'll help me get this podcast out to more women who are just like us. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share and all that jazz. And I'm so happy that you came today. I cannot wait for you to come back each week for a brand new episode. See you next time. Bye.